0: Hey, 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 you guys. I am so elated to have another amazing special guest here on Black Canvas. If you guys have not heard of Scott Mulligan before, this is going to be a great opportunity to learn more about his career, and I'm just really happy to have him here as our guest. Soaring over thousands every night as Disney's Tarzan, Scott Mulligan made a major rise within the Broadway world as one of Disney's most notable leading men. The notoriety of this role quickly led Scott to gain extensive press throughout the country, which transitioned him into working with some of the most prominent figures in the music industry. From there, the multi-talented singer-songwriter, actor, and model started working with Jamie Foxx's music producer, Sam Harmonix, aka Sam Collins. Sam and Scott worked together to create a new sound-blending pop, rock, and urban music together. Born in a small suburb outside of Seattle, Washington, Scott got involved in music and acting at a young age. He was always the star of his church and high school musicals, and at the age of 14, he formed his own rock band, inspired by his hometown influences like Nirvana and Foo Fighters. Mastering his craft as a singer-songwriter, actor, and multi-instrumentalist, Scott graduated from the Boston Conservatory at Berklee School of Music, where he received his BFA in music and theater. Since his transition from theater into music, Scott is now based in Los Angeles, California. Upon moving to L.A., Scott has landed a residency at one of L.A.'s newest and largest music venues, and we're going to talk about that at the end, where he performs songs ranging from classic standards to today's pop hits. Scott is also a professional bodybuilder and model signed to BMG Models. As a versatile and charismatic artist, not only does Scott have the seamless ability to switch between theater, pop, and rock, but the mixture of his unique vocal textures, ranges, and his tones is a journey for any music lover. When listening to Scott's voice, you will hear undertones of that Broadway sweetness mixed with hints of 80s rock, 90s grit, and today's pop. From his alternative rock upbringing to classical training, combined with the pop and urban trends Sam Harmonics adds to production, listening to Scott's music is a fulfilling experience. He provides his listeners with a variety of records ranging from rock anthems to easy listening pop. Since the release of his debut album, Kingdom, Scott has been dropping a variety of singles that showcases his wide range of musical tastes. And we're so glad to have Scott here as a guest on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here, Scott. Of course. How are you? I'm doing well. Really, really, really excited to have you here. And just reading your resume, I'm like, I have Disney's Tarzan on here. (laughs) yes sir i knew it was gonna make you laugh I just, I, we, <laughs> <laughs>
1: everyone always asks me to do the
0: ah <laughs> i was gonna say where's jane she's not on here but we're gonna make it work <laughs> right right <laughs> all right scott so if you're ready i have some fun questions that we're gonna go through and just give me the first response that comes to your mind okay all righty all right so can you tell me what has been the best advice you've been given thus far in your career Man, the best
1: advice I've ever been getting was actually from my music producer, uh, Sam Harmonix, when uh, I was recording my album a few years ago in North Carolina with him. And he told me to sit down somewhere <laughs> and focus. And so that, that, you know, saying sit down somewhere just really uh, stuck with me for a long time because I would get up so much and move to another state or do another job, or you know, I, I couldn't really sit down in one place for a very long time. So when I did that and really focused in on music and becoming an artist, because I had to transition from musical theater into artistry, um, it took a long time and it took a lot of focus and to stay in one place and own your craft was the best piece of advice that I've been given because now I feel fully developed as an artist, but it took me um, that extreme focus of sitting down somewhere.
0: (laughs) It kind of reminds me coming from an African-American family as well. It's like, just sit down somewhere, somewhere, but... (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to sit guys. down somewhere. <laughs> just just don't have us. Right, right. <laughs> but I love that. I mean, that's great advice because a lot of times our minds can um, go in a ruminating way of thinking where we have a hundred different things we yeah. want to do and we don't have it centered in one direction. Right. But exactly. I love that your manager was able to, to, first of all, give you that advice and you were able to receive it right? and say, hey, you know what, yes. that is true. Maybe if I kind of refocus or recenter myself, I can actually see what works for me. And uh, one thing I did mention in a previous interview, I love doing vision boards because that gives you, um, it's kind of like a roadmap Mm -hmm. of this is where I am, this is something I'm looking for. And we can always revise it, you know, based on where we are. I love that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Dude, like I I have vision boards, I journal, you know, and I think it's so important to that's how you manifest stuff is is really writing it out and seeing it and, and taking the action most importantly
0: exactly and i feel like mental health is something that i love to share on this podcast because many of us Mm. can have struggles and it doesn't mean that you have to have a mental disorder you know you can just struggle with hey i woke up this morning i'm not feeling at my best how do i motivate myself to get up and do something Mm. different today or how can i continue to do something that i'm excited about and that kind of makes a difference between careers and jobs. And I feel like you're living in your career, which is amazing.
1: Absolutely, man. And, and mental health um, is a huge thing. And men don't talk about it that much. But um, it's, it's something that, that I've had to battle through as well. But being able to, you know, sit down somewhere and stay focused increased my mental health in a way, you know, because I wasn't bouncing from one thing to the next being indecisive i was like okay i gotta focus on this one thing and that that got me stronger and stronger every
0: single day that's amazing and it kind of goes into my next question which goes into what has been one of your biggest hurdles that you've overcome in your career and what is your definition of resiliency
1: Mm, great questions so i would say my biggest hurdle you know going going back to the mental health thing it's like you have so many people around you as an artist telling you do this do that don't do this don't do that you know and and you get confused especially like for me i there's so many things i love to do i like i like bodybuilding i like acting i like singing songwriting dancing um so it's like man what what direction do i follow do i do i go to tv and film do i pursue music and songwriting and then what genre do i do you know so it's like everyone has their own opinion for your life when you ask them their opinion so i had to tune all those voices out and really be like okay what do what do i want and what is the main thing i need to focus right on right now in order to have the most influence as an artist. And I decided my music is my biggest influence on people. Um, I love to help people and heal people through my music. So when I write songs and I perform on stage, that is my source of therapy. And that's what gets me through the, the mental lapses and stuff is having a goal working for it and being able to get like, sometimes I can't get stuff out unless I, write it in my songs. So it's
0: it's so healing, man. Man, I love how you said that. And it kind of goes into the definition of resiliency know mm. um, means to bounce I, back. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know about just how to bounce back because they either are stuck or they're fixated in one way of thinking. And I love that you were able to say, Hey, music is healing for me, but it's also about the reciprocal effect when I do give out positivity to the world in my music that I feel the connection, um, not only with your fans, but you can feel a connection even on stage. And it kind of goes into why I love that you were in Disney's Tarzan Because that gives people an opportunity what they maybe envisioned your role to be, or if they've seen the cartoon version, but to see a live action person who's just having fun on stage, I think that's amazing.
1: yeah, absolutely, and you know that was a a pinnacle moment of my life, you know playing that role, but i was I was going through a lot internally um, while I had that opportunity and um, you know, people don't realize that when they're when they're watching you every night and, and whatnot, but you know, there was some struggle going on and I had to that's why I got into music right afterwards, because it it pulled me out from that and it got me realigned to really figure out what my my destiny was here on this earth. And um and that's the music, man. You know, it's It's all the things, but the thing that was like closest to my heart was being able to to share my passion um, of original music with the people and that was something I didn't get to do in musical theater because it was you know I'm learning other people's songs and I'm pretending to be this other character, which I love to do. but doing artistry was the first time in my life I had to be vulnerable and show myself and step out of that fantasy bubble of being an actor into hey this is scott mulligan performing on stage and not tarzan or another character you know what i'm saying
0: i do know exactly what you're saying but that also goes into like acceptance you learn to accept scott
1: yes yes exactly
0: and so i love that love that yeah
1: man uh, but you said uh, res- the definition of resilience and bouncing back. Um, I had to bounce back from so many disappointments in my life because, you know, there'd be big auditions or opportunities that people, you know, would throw at you and then they didn't follow through. Uh, things didn't happen or, you know, there's a lot of letdowns uh, in the entertainment world and you got to be able to have thick skin Um, like Sam says, you got to have amnesia and just move on to the next thing and not let anything bring you down.
0: Because if you didn't have that, you wouldn't have been able to make a lot of the progress you've made. And we're going to definitely talk at the end about um, something that you're doing, which I mentioned in the bio recently. And I'm really excited to let you be able to spread that news with your fans. But I do want to go back to Tarzan just for a quick second can you tell us where you were when you yeah. received the call that you were going to be playing the lead? And do you remember how you celebrated that achievement?
1: Um, well, it was crazy because I was growing my hair out randomly and I would have people tell me I looked like Tarzan. And I'm like, that's so weird. You said that because I just auditioned for the role <laughs> and, um, and then I, got it i'm like oh people were already seeing the vision (laughs) before it it manifested um so i i got the call from my agent when i was at home in my apartment at the time um and i was ecstatic you know it was a, a dream role um that was about four years ago and um you know but looking back and seeing just the progression of that pinnacle moment to where I am now um, a lot of great stuff has happened and the excitement you get from receiving those phone calls that you, that you booked something is um, you really remember those special moments in your life. They're ecstatic.
0: Absolutely. I had a joke for you. I was like, I don't know if I want to say it anyway. Well, when i grow my out, hey. i look like don king <laughs> i mean lord it's gotten wow recently and i'm, I'm just right. it. i was like oh my goodness i mean people were like who is this and how is he actually in the field of counseling but uh <laughs> but i love that i That's mean hilarious. that people were able to just kind of see you and it, it did manifest for you like no one knew what you really were yeah. auditioning for but it just shows that, you know, your gift makes room for you and, and you were in the right time, right place, right situation, and that you were able to do such a great job that, you know, it's led to other successful venues and, and opportunities for you. So mm. I'm just glad that you first of all, given this opportunity, but if you shine bright in your role that people can recognize you and say, oh, that, that's Scott. Exactly. That's cool. I love that. So. <laughs> I really wanted to get your first natural response to these next questions. So this one is going to be, if you can tell me one word that best describes you on stage.
1: Man, I am charismatic. And I think it might've been from growing up in church and like Pentecostal. (laughs) Um, I bring that kind of energy on stage and I love to connect with people on stage. I just had a show last night Did a Def Leppard song, pour some sugar on me. And, you know, I-, I went crazy and I just, I love it. I love giving energy, man. Like charismatic energy is what I bring to the stage. And man. sometimes I feel like artists can be so beat down by the industry that you know getting up there may feel like a job or you know they might not have the, the heart or the passion you know at all moments in time and I've experienced that you know you don't want to <laughs> be up there because you you're going through something or you know you're doing seven shows a week but um it's like every every time I get up there it's another chance for me to to bear my soul and impact people and give them some of my good energy I'm trying to exude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Now, what about one word that describes you at home? At home. Introspective. Ooh, that's a really good word. I like that. (laughs) I mean, I think that's, that's a great way for someone if you worked and exuded all that energy On stage, then definitely you need to have introspective work when you get home.
1: Absolutely, it's time for me to reflect.
0: Yeah, time definitely (laughs) reflection is a huge component of that. Yeah, yeah. Now, what about one word that describes you when you're with your family?
1: Mm. Silly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I can like I can be myself, you know, completely all guards down and you know we we it's nice to have a, a space and people that you can do that with and that won't judge you because people can be pretty judgmental out there in, in
0: the city <laughs> in the city in the country in the suburb, anywhere <laughs> yeah exactly
1: outside your house
0: yeah they're like but Wait, what you know what you know what you
1: know <laughs> right right but i have learned uh through trial and error that you know the the people in your house um is so important like you got to be able to be yourself completely um with the people in your house and not be judged so it's having those having the places set up for your life that are your um, I learned this from I was actually in the mental health field. I did peer support and they talked about toolboxes and what's your toolkit? What's your toolbox? You know, and for me, it's having a place to come home to where I can relax, where I can be myself and, you know, process the day. So, I don't know where I was going with all that. But. Oh, well, I love
0: that you mentioned it. So you were like a peer support <laughs> specialist? Yeah, Well. Oh, man, that's cool. I love to hear that. I mm-hmm. think they need to have a lot more of that going on Um, because they, you really can relate to people in a different way. I mean, I love that. Exactly. So thank you for sharing that with us. Of all course.
1: Right, so now we're
0: going to go into a whole different area. We're going to talk about you winning second place. And I think it was a bodybuilding competition, correct?
1: Yes, it was the first bodybuilding competition I ever did. It was just two weeks ago. Um, it was for men's physique, where you wear the board shorts, not the Speedo. That one's the classic. Um, I did men's physique, and I did it was NPC at the Agua Caliente. It was a, you know, a few thousand seat theater. Really, really fun but hard experience. It uh, takes a lot of dedication. I ended up placing second place in open class. So against other guys who've done competitions before, um, I, felt, I felt pretty good about it. So I feel next time, you know, I'm shooting for that first place. So maybe I'll compete again next summer, give my body a little break. And uh, it it was a different world, man, but
0: it taught me so much. I think that is just amazing. I mean, that just teaches people that if you really want something bad enough, you can fight and be able to do anything you put your mind to. And it's not about coming in first, you know, the first time around. Exactly, exactly. Hey, you know what? I had to train for this. I know your eating regimen probably changed.
1: Oh, yeah. That's amazing! Oh yeah, um, I was eating, you know, seven times a day. Every two to three hours on the clock, I'd set my alarm. You know, work out twice a day. You know, fasted cardio.
0: You know, whole thing. Man. See, Scott, you and I have a lot in common. I eat seven times a day, but I just don't do the cardio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the cardio is the hard part.
0: I know that's what I'm gonna leave that to you, but I, I love the seven times a day eating point. I love that. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm from New Orleans, so, you know, we love to throw it on with food. So that's just, oh that's yeah. my area. But I'm like, when I heard something like, ooh, I can compete. No, but I, I'll probably be in right. first place on the eating competition. <laughs> But when it comes to the actual performance, right, right. no, I don't think anybody wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's hilarious.
0: So Scott, I have some real fun questions about two songs that I really love that you performed. And I saw the video to Coastline and also Human Condition. Mm. And you had some really amazing lyrics, I will have to say, for both songs. Oh, no problem. Can you tell Thank us what you. went into performing and recording those songs? And the second part of my question is, is there any artist that you would love to perform a duet with that we might be surprised by? Oh
1: man. Um, Well, first question is, Human Condition actually is not yet recorded and out. I just have an acoustic version that I perform and have some videos up online. Um, I wrote that song a long, long time ago, going through a bad breakup. And, you know, those, those words, you know, just came out of me because it was just what I was going through at the time. Um, like It's all a delusion, intoxicating pain. It's the human condition. It's a curse to my brain. Like I said, it's all a delusion, intoxicating pain. Like sometimes a lot of the pain that we experience is is mental and it's not based in reality. So when I say it's all a delusion, a lot of the pain that we, we suffer with is, is a delusion in our mind. And, um, you know, creating creating fears and creating scenarios that might never happen. Um, I think if if we can overcome that kind of stuff, I think that's the biggest cure to mental health right there.
0: I love that, and I know Coastline," mm-hmm. that was another song that was really important to your life. Uh, if I Absolutely. remember correctly, uh, you tell me if I'm wrong, that you had written this song in reference to like, was it driving from one part of like miles? to try to save
1: a relationship or to rebuild? Yeah, I, I was I was in like a four year, very serious relationship and um, I drove across the country. Like I drove a loop around the country actually up and down the coastline, you know, to, to try to save it. And um, it was back and forth and back and forth how all, a lot of relationships turn out to be. But, um, you know, it was just, uh, you know at the end of the video, you'll see all of a sudden I'm reenacting all these memories, but she's not there um, it you gotta really watch the whole thing to to catch that part. I always try to add like a little message or story uh, within my videos, so you kind of gotta read between the lines but um that both those songs actually you know that was the story of what happened coastline and then. Human Condition was actually written after the breakup. You know, when I was, you know, ba- battling um, the the negative feelings and stuff, and um, you know, they, they go hand in hand. But that was that was at a a certain season and time of my life. You know, about four or five years ago, where I needed I needed music in order to let out the pain I was going through. And a lot of great music has come from that time, but, you know, now I'm um, at a such a different place in my life that I can, I can look back and not have any like hard feelings anymore. You know, I'm, um, I'm good. I'm healed. And I'm so thankful that, you know, it took time for the healing, but, I definitely have arrived now and um, getting opportunities of a lifetime and just really enjoying loving and and being myself um, and being free of of that stuff that tried to hold me down.
0: I love that. I have a great title for you for maybe an (laughs) an album or maybe a song. What? What? (laughs) Scott Free.
1: (laughs) You know what's really weird, dude? I was literally just looking at, I don't know if it was my notes or something, but it was a joke between me and my friend, and he called me Scott Free Mulligan.
0: Oh my! And God. I just See, I saw that you. today
1: before I got on the phone with you.
0: Wow! I am pretty good at reading and being intuitive, and people always say, "Like, how do you know what I'm thinking or what I'm saying?" But I've done that like my entire life. Like, I can almost to the pinpoint things to the moment. So maybe that's mm. telling you that maybe Scott Free. I think that would be a really good song title, to be honest. Because, and I even have a visual of that. It's kind of mm. like you going through different doors. And as you enter the new door, it's like a new person and you're trying to find who Scott is. And then at the end, you know, it's like an interpretation Mm. of maybe like having a whole bunch of kids who look similar to you and like you're freeing each one of those kids in different stages of your life. Like that could be like a great visual. Damn. Wow.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to listen to this podcast back and take notes on that. (laughs) okay you can, you can steal it i'm not gonna charge you my usual 100 but no i'm just
0: playing
1: <laughs> that, that's interesting though because that that same concept of like the doors and it, I, I created a musical a long time ago that was very very similar to what you just said
0: Great. So Scott, that's telling you something. You need to go with it. I know. Wait, explain, okay. Say it one more time. So that so e- having like different doors yeah. and like you can enter um, each door and maybe you have like a different version of yourself. So like maybe in a suit in one, maybe yeah. you know, dressed down another, maybe casual beach wear or maybe even like using like now since you or the number two bodybuilder hopefully number one very soon. You know, you can be able like just to talk about that like disappointment <laughs> of what I expected and then you know have like different faces like you have different feelings in each way you enter and leave each door and then maybe having a kid walking out smiling mm. you know in one and maybe crying in another and it's going to be like two different personalities that they're seeing and then at the end y'all all meet on stage and like you maybe have a visual of that
1: mm. Mm. interesting So I would have access to all the doors, but I could go back and revisit each phase of my life, basically.
0: Absolutely. And then at the end, you realize you were free. Even the first time you entered, you just didn't know you had to go through Mm. each challenge to get to where you are now. Damn.
1: I just got chills.
0: (laughs) Are they multiplying? (laughs) I got chills.
1: They're multiplying.
0: (laughs) Scott free, though, that's, that's, that's like a real word. That's like, I, I know. That's why I was like, I love playing with words. And so yeah. I'm like, like, most people don't know the premise of my actual title of this book that I wrote, which was Black Canvas. I wrote a book called Black Canvas. And so I decided I was like, I want to do a podcast. And this was during a time when there were a lot of things going on in the world. Um, and people were talking about social injustice and things. I'm like, hey, as a counselor, of course, you know, I'm neutral with a lot of things. But I feel like there's a way that we can still talk about things in a respectful way. And I'm like, how can I create a show that's inclusive, that can have many different people on, but still everyone can be themselves? And so when you think of a blank canvas, Mm. you know, there's anything you can put on it. And most times when we think of Black, people go into darkness or Mm. depression or negative feelings. And I'm like, no, Black can mean a lot of different things. And me being African-American, there's so many different, you know, melanins of skin. And even in our own community, Absolutely. there can be, you know, issues. And I was like, well, how can I do this where it doesn't have to be dark, but it can be beautiful no matter what. So I always tell people, if you have a black canvas, then you get to throw mm-hmm. whatever colors you want on the canvas to make it what you want it to be. But it doesn't have to be negative. Wow. And so that's right. that's kind of where the, right. the, the, the premise of that title came from. And in my book cover, I actually have a picture. It looks like me, but it has... Cartoon version look different paint all over the, the body. And so that was just to prove mm. to people that just because you think you know what you see on the outside, you don't know what that person actually is going through or what they see when they look in the mirror. So I, I felt like that was just a way of giving back to mental health mm. community and then having so many guests from all around the world that I've talked to. I'm like, you know what? They all have a, another color they're adding to the show. And so I thought that would be fun to say, hey, we all are unique, we all create different right. things, and we can find ourselves in our experience.
1: Wow, that's, that's powerful, man. That is so powerful. You. I, I love that, because that. You know, that, that's what people don't realize, is sometimes the way I feel a lot of people are programmed in society is that black and white concept. And if you can reverse that, that's going to have so much transcendent effect on people because it's all about perspective and and that's what you're doing. You're, you're changing the perspective through Black Canvas.
0: Thank you, Scott. I mean, that means the world coming from you. I always tell people I love to hear people's experience. And not everyone is going to like what they hear. And that's okay. We don't have to like everything that we hear someone shares. But it's good to be able to say, hey, we're different, but our uniqueness is what makes us beautiful, makes us smart, makes us stand out. And that's why you're so great at your career is because people are buying the experience with Scott. They're not buying just the music they want to get to know mm. the person, and I always tell people if, if the mm. inside doesn't match what people are seeing on the outside, it's not worth Fine, exactly. But I think that's really helped you, and it kind of goes into my next question, which is what I ask all of my guests: um, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Scott? I
1: mean, it makes me think of the story of if I was to go back and open all these different doors to all the stages of my life, like it takes me back to like junior high and high school where one year I'd be Gothic, then I'd be a skater, then I'd be a Hollister prep, (laughs) you know, like every year I changed an identity. And so, you know, everyone tries to make you be one thing and I've always been all things. Um, but if I could go back and tell myself one thing, is what you said, Scott, you're free. You're free. I love it. Do this. Do, do this right now. Be gothic for a year and then be a skater and then be a prep and then be a bodybuilder and then be a dancer and then do Krav Maga. <laughs> like, All the things. I'm free. Scott, free. You hit that on the head.
0: See, I I wish everybody realized how important it is for you to be authentic as you have been on this podcast. Like I said, I've had so much fun, Scott, getting to know you. But outside (laughs) of just the show, I can tell that you have a genuine love for people because you are finally learning to love yourself. Mm. And I think that's Amen. important. I think like we can like ourselves, but we have to like ourselves before loving ourselves. And then when you love yourself, you have to love the imperfections it right. well.
1: oh, took To love myself, because people would always say, love yourself, love yourself. I'm like, what do you mean? I, I, I love myself. But I, I think what it really means is take care of yourself. And I wasn't always taking care of me. I was doing more for other people than I was for myself. And I couldn't get better that way. I really had to focus on bettering myself to get better so that I can truly help other people. Because when I was just giving and giving and giving and sacrificing everything, for my friends and loved ones, I was left empty, so after so many traumatic experiences of being left empty i um had to realize that I had to do some i had to do self care for once, and you know even though the bodybuilding thing <clears throat> it showed me more consistency than anything else i've ever tried in my life and and i actually heard that less than 1% of people in the world participate in bodybuilding and competing because it's that difficult and i wanted to do that for myself and as a result of that i i booked this huge opportunity um, at this new music venue in Hollywood called Main Row. And it's literally like a Vegas nightclub. It it was a dream come true. I can, I do six songs like in one night and the whole night's mine. And I do like Broadway standards and classic songs and then pop songs, rock songs. I did an original song. And I'm able to showcase all those different sides of me in one night to a live audience and i feel that came as a result of me taking that initiation to to do the bodybuilding competition and do something for myself really take care of my my body and my physical fitness because i let it go like 6 months ago the transformation is crazy but I got it back. I got my Tarzan body back, I call it, but now it's it's even ten steps higher than what I had in Tarzan. so I know I'm saying a lot, but uh i'm I'm just thankful that I took care of myself for once, and now I'm putting myself in a position to truly help other people.
0: I agree with that, Scott. Thank you for for sharing. I think a lot of people are gonna listen back to this and they're going to feel so inspired listening to your story because you have been not only candid, but you've also been able to share the true parts of resiliency and intuitiveness And finding purpose through the pain, because if we don't go through Mm. painful experiences, we can't find the joy of getting to the other side of it. And so I feel like you've been able to prove to yourself, to to others, but primarily to focus on you. That goes back to that self-preservation part of ourselves, that as long as I'm willing to go the Mm. extra mile to find that purpose. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier. We have to fall in love with ourselves, not just love ourselves. But you have to fall in love with the aspects of you that you didn't like or that you didn't understand. And as you grow and mature, then you can hopefully find that purpose through that pain. And so, I'm just so glad that you were able to say, "Hey, Scott is free." But Scott is not only free; you're freeing other people who may have not known they needed to 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 break loose from the bondage that they had, the guilt, the self, you know, defeating thoughts. You know, as you mentioned, all or nothing thinking. You know, we do have a middle Mm. ground. We just have to find out where that is. And Mm. hopefully when we get there, we can appreciate the journey it took to get to that place. That's right. That's right. So the last question I have for you, Scott, if you can tell us what's, of course, you kind of briefly talked about it, but if you can talk a little bit more about what's next for you and how can our listeners find you online?
1: Oh man. So what's next is, I mean, what I've been doing, this last uh, about a month to two months is my my new residency at Main Row um, on Hollywood Boulevard, downtown Hollywood. Um, You can come reserve a table. You can have uh, a nice fine dining experience and get a full on uh, production. Um, I'm lifted up in an elevator with a smoke machine. There's show girls, there's aerialists amazing dancers. I have a show on Saturday night this week. And um I'm also performing at other places around the city, uh, like Delilah and Rock Pop Soul I did last night. So I'm in Hollywood now living the dream, uh creating music. About to release some stuff here soon and uh yeah, just in Join life people can listen to my music if you look up scott mulligan on any streaming platform i have an album out called kingdom and i have some new singles that are also out that i released after that album and social media at i'm scott mulligan letter i letter m and then my name um yeah you'll, you'll find me scott mulligan i might have to be scot-free now
0: <laughs> <laughs> well scott this has been such a great experience i want you to come back um for my second podcast which is called space between because i want to be able to hear you perform live we want to hear you, your voice oh yeah well we really Definitely. appreciate you being here on black canvas and let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas well we're just so glad to have you here scott i'm and really blessed to learn more about your story and we just thank you for your time and I hope you have a great rest of your weekend
1: yes sir I appreciate you so much and thank you for for
0: having me oh no problem Scott well you have a great rest of the weekend and I'll talk with you soon all right all right thanks man Bye. See ya. No. Yeah.